Welcome back to a further episode of The Dusty Road. We are taking it rather easy today. I'm just aware that there are like two listeners left. Most people seem to be suffering some form of information overload. I know your schedules are busy and many of you have so many different podcasts to listen to. I would say just listen when you want. My archives will be up forever and I have no plans to take them down. Anyway, I am doing this as a labor of love nowadays. It is mainly for fun. And that means I'm not really sure if anyone is listening or not. I'm not checking. I just want to record because it relaxes me and it gives me something happy to think about. That's a good thing. Anyway, today's episode focuses on a bit of romance and some paranormal power, a bit of weirdness surrounding these two people. It is because the mother, Starla, and her daughter, Dawn, are going into town to visit a certain young gentleman and his parents. This gentleman's name is Kevin. He is the 19-year-old that was the ex-boyfriend of Dawn. You remember this back when Dawn first was revealed to us and her presence on the road. She came there as a frightened young teenager who was pregnant. And the backstory on this one, of course, was a certain guy was her boyfriend for about six months to a year. I don't remember. And he decided that he wanted to get a little more familiar with Dawn, and he started persuading her to have sex. So many times, young Dawn said no, she didn't want to, she wasn't ready. But the guy pressured her, he got angry a little bit, he said he would leave her if she did not have sex, and he said it was happy and safe, there was nothing wrong with it, that he should be able to have sex with her since he is her boyfriend. Feeling sad and pressured, Don finally said, Oh, alright. If it makes you happy, I'll give in. Well, she did give in. She had sex. And within a few months, she found out she was pregnant. Trying to get help from the guy, he quickly found out about her condition and decided he wasn't ready to be a father yet and since she was going to have the baby that he would split and leave her alone. It's at this time Starla decided to sell her house, save money on the mortgage, and rent a place out on the dusty road. It seems that money and sex were the reasons for this. There wasn't any crime or anything. Neither one of the Starla and Dawn were guilty. Sorry for the yawn. We'll go on from that. But Starla needed the money to help pay for hospital bills. And Dawn had committed her mistake and had sex at an early age so the only thing they could do was get locked down under the dusty road 
This left both of them to care for a baby and for Starla and Dawn to participate in the zombie defense of last year. Dawn is part of the group of 16s that guards this village. She is the one with the baby, and her friend Alice is the one who was abducted by something. Alice has the reputation of being the crazy one, although that's unfair. She's just emotional. Dawn has gone to town today to confront Kevin. She wants support from him, and since he has a job, this is their first chance to talk after the zombie occasion. We will see this talk now. I'll go through a summary of it rather than showing actual word-for-word -word dialogue. First up, Don asks if Kevin has a job. He says, yes, I have a job. I'm working at a garden center. I help people pick out seeds and fertilizer and stock pets. And he gets a fairly low wage for that. It's not much, especially since it's entry level. So he's getting minimum wage, maybe 50 cents higher. Dawn says he has enough to provide support. She asks for half his money to help with the child. That would not be much. It's just half of minimum wage. But Kevin has a fit and he gets angry and says he needs the money because he is trying to save up for college and he wants to get a place of his own. Dawn says you want to be part of this child's life then you need to provide support. She says I don't like you abandoning us. I don't like you staying away from us. Sure we were locked away but you could have called. You could have sent money. I have to raise this child on my own, and my mom is my only help. She's trying to pay the rent on our house right now, and we need more to care for the baby. Kevin messes up. He makes the mistake of saying he needs money for a house of his own, and he has another girlfriend. Dawn got upset. She started to cry. She said, I was hoping someday you might come back to us and raise your child. But you're off dating another woman now. Who is this floozy and why are you dating her? And Kevin tries to defend his girlfriend and say, She's not a floozy. She just... Um, 20-year-old who's going through college right now. Don said, I wish I could go through college too. What am I supposed to do having a baby at this age and no one to take care of me? It's at this point that Kevin's mom's house started shaking and they both felt it. There was a mirror in the living room near the TV set that when the TV shut off, the mirror cracked all the way through the diagonal. 
And that's when both teenagers gasped and stopped what they were doing. There were a bunch of knickknacks on the piano where Kevin's dad played piano. Every one of those knickknacks shattered and scattered pieces all over the place. And they did it all in an instant. The Kevin saw the lid to the piano jump a little bit and heard the F note play boom just as both teenagers jumped a bit. They didn't know what was going on. When the TV flashed back on, Kevin saw a face. Something that looked like a bald-headed, big-eyed creature looking at them. And then the TV flickered off again. Kevin heard a digital clock ding. And the time started flashing 12. And shortly after that, the clock went off forever. It never turned back on again. Kevin's old computer come on, even though it was unplugged. And for a second he heard, You have mail! But then the computer flashed a bright blue screen and turned off again. He hadn't had the computer plugged in in years. I don't know why it's like that. Kevin's cell phone dinged five times. And at that moment, Dawn's phone rang once. And she saw a call that said Kevin. And she saved Kevin's number real quick. All the dogs in the neighborhood started barking. And they heard a shout from outside. Kevin looked scared rather than angry. He looked at Dawn and said, I want you out. But Starla said, no, we're not going to leave just yet. Dawn started shaking. She wasn't sure what was going on. She put her hands into fists, and then she relaxed. Dawn tried to speak, but at that moment the phone started ringing again. And Kevin tried to answer his, but found the phone would not turn on, and it would not answer phone calls. It just kept ringing. Instead of getting angry, Kevin looked at Dawn and said, Please. And Dawn looked at her mom. He, She looked back at Kevin and said, I will call you again. And the computer said, Yes. They were both surprised by that. The computer actually spoke. So Starla finally got the message and told Don put her phone away she said we'll leave but we'll be back again she said take care and then Starla and Don walked out of the house they found out the car wouldn't start at first it just refused any acknowledgement to the battery it would click a couple times the dash would flash and then go dead but after Don calmed down for about five minutes the car started up and they backed out of the driveway and noticed all the lights were out in the houses around there. She drove out in the dark and Starla got back on the main highway and 
headed right at the intersection, down the state highway towards the dusty road. For them, that was a very scary experience. Although the teenagers were mad at each other, it was the paranormal that scared them so much, both of them just shaking as they left. When she got home, she found Ghost Karen was taking care of young Aurora, and they were doing fine. It seems that Aurora is very happy with Karen nearby, and they have no problems. Dawn takes care of her pretty well, but anyone else, the baby seems to cry and get scared of. So they stay with Karen and Dawn and Starla. Karen looked at Starla and said, Everything is okay here. How was your trip? Starla said, I could never hold Aurora like that. You do it a lot better. Karen said, Well, I was friends with Aurora. She paused for a second on the name. And she said, I think she knows me. Starla said, The trip was scary and kind of wild. The car worked okay, except for not starting. But when Dawn and Kevin argued, the house erupted in all sorts of pandemonium. We tried to clean it up, but Kevin's parents will have to do the rest. Anyway, we're back here now. Dawn started to cry a little bit, and Starla asked what was going on. She said, I don't want to be alone. I want someone to help me. It's at that moment, even though there were clear skies, a tree distant by the lake got struck by lightning. They saw it flash purple, and a corkscrew of purple went down the trunk. And the whole village heard, boom, as the tree exploded. So, that happened at the exact moment Dawn cried. Starla took her daughter's hand and said, I think you should calm down. Dawn just looked at her and said, yes, I don't know. So, little Aurora slept through it. She never knew this happened. But it was clear that some kind of emotional shockwave went through. They were seeing flowers and crops grow. Tomato plants were starting to bloom. And... It all seemed early for a garden in May, but things are different out here. Little shoots of corn were starting up in the farmer's fields and in some of the gardens. And many of the red flowers, the hollyhocks, are coming back. And people are replanting some of the petunias. They have a little bit of celosia or coxcomb growing. And people are trying to plant a few green beans early on. But I guess the ground is just warm enough to help, but not really make it successful yet. The green beans should grow quicker. I think they will have successful crops this year. Now, we did this trip with Don and Kevin. 
we find that many of the villagers are looking for family and checking on friends they had in town. They want to see if the zombies attacked in that direction too. And what they're finding is, so far the town looks normal, save for a few damaged buildings and some bullet holes in the walls. A few things like cement and limestone have been damaged by bullet holes. Some people said it looked like they had some kind of battle go on, but a very small one, like maybe a police raid. And I do know that Alice is going in for outpatient treatment. She had a brief stay of one week after the blood incident. She stayed in a hospital to get intensive psychiatric care. And now she is getting interviewed about PTSD. And she was asked about adverse childhood events or ACEs. Our next episode will deal with Alice and her parents. You can go ask Alice when she's done. Anyway, that's all we have for today. And I'll be glad to entertain you again by the campfire as the dusty road continues.